Welcome to the Digital Nomad Cafe podcast, the show where we discuss what it takes to create a sustainable long-term online business in today's fast-moving environment. We talk with industry experts and freelancers alike to find out what it takes to build and manage a location-independent business. Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Digital Nomad Cafe podcast, the show where we connect with, learn from, and pull inspiration from other entrepreneurs, online business owners, and remote employees from around the world. Today, I have a great guest on. It's Nacho Rodriguez from the co-working Canary Islands in Las Palmas. I wanted to get Nacho on because he has a co-working space over in a sun-drenched island over in the Canary Islands. This is a place where digital nomads get to meet up, uh, work, network with each other, and just hang out and have some fun while also growing their businesses and meeting with like-minded people. So I feel like this is a very uh, important and relevant topic for the podcast. So thank you for joining me, Nacho, and welcome. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. No worries. So I suppose I've been a fan from afar looking at looking at the the beautiful pictures that you do post. You know, you definitely have a nice... Uh, you know, like uh, the model is not just all about work. You, you incorporate co-living, you know, community and surfing as well, which Grand Canaria is very well known for because it gets a bit windy on one side of the island, doesn't it? Correct. Well, uh, Las Palmas de Gran Canaria has uh, probably one of the best urban beaches uh, in Europe, which is great also for, for sur- surfing at uh, any levels. And uh, that makes the city even more vibrant. It's not only about the weather, it's not only about the community, but also all the things that uh, there is to do here, not only surfing, but also great hiking spot, uh, great for biking. So a lot of options, actually. Yeah, it's definitely a beautiful place. I was there myself many years ago, but I do look forward to coming back. And, you know, it's great that these sort of, you know, these places, these co-working places, like this has really come on um, leaps and bounds in the last couple of years. So my only experience with a co-working place was I used to live in Chiang Mai over in Thailand and Pun Space is, you know, the famous place where everybody kind of went five years ago. It's probably changed a bit since then, but, um, you know, everybody went to Pun Space and it was great. It's where I met so many people who I'm still in contact with today. And, you know, some of them I've watched from afar just as their business grew and developed. So, you know, these co-working places do provide a, a great, like, like I like to say community, because it is a kind of a community feel, even though you might only spend a, a few days or a few weeks there, you know, you hang out with these people, you often end up going for, for meals with them, or you go for drinks, or maybe you do activities, you know, like the surfing or, or just hiking and, and general, um, yeah, hanging out <laughs> and fitness, you know, so, um, you know, why don't we dig into a little bit around, I suppose, your own backstory and, you know, what led to you opening up a co-working space in Grand Canaria on the Canary Islands. Cool. Well, um, yeah, we, we, we started co-working Canary Islands about three and a half years ago. Um, we opened this office space uh, first because we needed it for ourselves. We had a spin-off project of uh, another company that needed uh, its own space. And uh, the, the, the place that we had available was obviously too large only for us. So, so we made it available for, for other freelancers uh, or other companies to, to join us. And uh, actually, that's when we really got in touch with this whole movement. We didn't really know anything about digital nomads or remote workers when we started our co-working space, funny enough. But once we realized and started learning about it and, 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 and so and realized how the movement was evolving and how Las Palmas uh, had become naturally 
uh, hub for, for digital nomads from all over in Europe and also from the US, uh, decided to, to focus on, on, on this target group. Although one of the values that we add is that at our space, we mix local and long-term expats that are based here in, the, in Las Palmas with uh, temporary remote workers and, and digital nomads. So the value that both locals and, and, and visitors receive, it's, it's much higher by mixing them in the same space. Yeah, I imagine that's a, a great experience too for the people who are visiting because, you know, quite often people can be segmented, you know, where you, they go away and maybe they're just hanging around with people who, who they're meeting and they're not integrating with the locals. And, you know, it's great that you get to, you know, combine all this, combine the experience, combine the beauty of the island and, you know, mix them with all the locals as well. So it, it just adds it adds to the experience overall. I would imagine it it, it adds and it, it adds a lot of value and it's uh, what uh, we think that collaboration and, and co-working is is all about. It's about sharing experiences, sharing knowledge, uh, and uh, particularly for the people who visit us from abroad to really get a real experience on the island, not to live as a tourist, but to live more as locals do. Yeah, for those I suppose for any listeners who don't know, maybe over in America or Canada, we. You know, Gran Canaria is an island off Africa. Um, it's part of Spain, and it's just as it's a little small island uh, amongst the, the Canary Islands, which is a, there's a couple of different ones. And you know, this area has sun pretty much all year round, and you know, it's got a really nice climate. You know, especially a lot of people would leave from the likes of Ireland and the UK. They would migrate down there for the winter. You know, maybe older people, and now. With the, you know, just with the rise of the digital nomad mo- or digital nomad movement, you know, it's really become a popular place for people in Europe and from around the world to, you know, avoid that harsh Canadian winter and come and spend some time in a in a more moderate climate in Europe and be surrounded by you know fellow entrepreneurs and business owners. Correct. It all comes down to uh, the quality of life. I think uh, that's what makes this place special. I mean, we have. Everything that you could find in uh, any big city in Europe, uh, but we add on top of this uh, great quality of living, low cost of living. Las Palmas is not an expensive city at all, uh, if, especially if you live like locals, if you don't go to the touristic parts of, of, the, of, the, of the island. And uh, it's just a great place to be. And the, the more the community grows, the better it gets. Something I find really interesting about, you know, your co-working space in particular is that you also offer co-living, which for many people, if you're going somewhere and you don't know the area and you don't know, you just don't know, you know, like anywhere, you, you know, you, am I moving to the right area? Am I, like, even when I went to uh, Chiang Mai, for instance, like I had my, uh, based on my research from the internet and reading blogs, I ended up picking a place on one side of the city and then I got there and I realized, oh, this is not where I want to be. And then I got talking with some people in Pond Space. And then sure enough, I ended up on the other side of Chiang Mai in a better spot. And you know, this is the sort of inform- you know, the information you get from connecting with people. And your business, you actually have co-living. So if I was, if somebody was to come over to Grand Canaria and they want to stay for a little while, you know, you actually have accommodation options as well, don't you? Exactly. This is something that we, we learned uh, after we started hosting the first guests. Um, uh, we receive a lot of remote workers, people that are, are working and traveling at the same time. 
and they need to stay productive. They they cannot spend a lot of time on on researching and and and, and, and making the mistakes that you mentioned previously. Not only this, but um, it's great to arrive at a spot and have everything ready for you. Not only the workspace, the the accommodation, but also just meet the right people. That that makes your experience completely different and, and, and much better. And, and this is what we, we offer. We offer not only an accommodation, not only a workspace, but just in general, a great experience. Yeah, it sounds, you have me sold. I was sold before we ever spoke because I've been following your page for a while. One of my friends, Niall Doherty, who's going to be a guest on an upcoming episode, he's just very busy right now. And, you know, he stayed there. He loved it. He loved the vibe of it, the community of it. He's got his own blog, um, ndoherty.com, where he speaks. You know, he's a digital nomad. He traveled around the world without flying and done all this. And, you know, he, he highly recommended. He reckoned it was a good place, a good place to stop by. And it's a place where people come back to as well. So are you seeing that where people, you know, over the three years now that people will come back, you know, throughout the year or at certain times of the year? Well, just talking about Nile, in, 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 in fact, he will uh, visit us this year three times. And normally he stays an average of one month, one month and a half uh, with us. And that talks uh, for itself about destination. I mean, this is a place that feels like home. Uh, once you get to know it, get to know the right people, and get uh, settled a bit, uh, most of our visitors always always come back. And that's that's a great thing. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing to have because it's, you know, it's a sense of, you know, family, a sense of community. And, you know, as humans, this is now what everybody craves, you know, that social interaction. And while a lot of our work is very online and isolated, you know, I work from home and, you know, I don't have that community. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> you know, I don't have that same, that same community, that same connection. I work from home. So I have to put myself out there and go out and go to places to, to have these events, you know, where where you're even just interacting with people and talking. So, you know, it is important and I feel like it's a great, it's a good thing for people. And I think that's a nice lead into the next, you know, next topic really is, what you know, when you're at a co-working space, like there's that element of you need to get your work done, but there's also the element of, you know, networking and meeting with like-minded people. So, you know, how would you in your experience, you know, how do you feel you, you would navigate that? Because I found just personally, maybe, or maybe it's just my own personality where you would go to these places and sometimes you end up talk, you know, you're talking with people a lot because everybody's got interesting stories. You know, how do you see people mitigating that? Well, I think that there's always a way around this. And, and obviously this is something that we really care about. I mean, the, the workspace is a place where people need to get work done and need to stay productive. So so it cannot uh, become the networking in space. And this is the reason why we organize a lot of events. We, we uh, have a normally weekly uh, gatherings uh, where people actually get to connect much better. Uh, and even at the workspace, there are certain areas where people are, uh, there are like silent areas and areas to be focused. And there's, there's always a coffee machine, right, where people gather around and, and have a quick chat and, and connect briefly. And uh, afterwards, uh, during the events or during the afternoon uh, afterwards, they, they actually uh, connect and, and, and organize themselves to do activities together and so on. But uh, yeah, the, the workspace, is, it's very important that, uh, that it stays productive so that people can get their stuff done. Yeah, I agree. I, I suppose maybe it was just, if anything, it was my own fault because, you know, I was the one doing it. But I, I hear what you're saying. You need to 
you just need to go there with a goal and a plan and like anywhere you know whether you're working from home or working from a co-working space you just got to get your head down and get stuck in you know and, and keep the networking for for in the evenings and, and during the activities not only this it also i think that the, one of the advantages of of uh, the workspace if if you get the right vibe going is that uh, you know it has a work atmosphere so sometimes it's really hard sometimes i have a hard time myself working from home because i don't i don't feel that work atmosphere may once you have people around that you see that they're focused there on their stuff inherently you, you get on the same boat and, and you get stuff done and, and that's really important you kind of feed off people's energy too you know if there's good energy in in a room and even if you're having these good chats and i don't know how you describe it you know what it is when you're in it it's kind of like surfing when you're surfing and you just get in the zone it's kind of the same with work in a lot of ways where if you're around good people and there's good energy, you know, ideas just start coming to you and you just start getting things done and, you know, blasting through it, really. Totally. I, I agree. And uh, another point which is very important is that uh, this is another way of, of, of personal and professional growth, uh, sharing experiences and sharing knowledge with uh, a very international and very diverse workforce that are involved in, in, in several very diverse uh, projects. Just brings out a lot of energy, good vibes, and a lot of ideas that actually uh, a lot of our community uh, uh, uses uh, for their own sake. So that's another positive aspect of uh, working here. I imagine, you know, for somebody like yourself who gets to meet so many different people throughout the year, you know, would it be it would be difficult? Would you do you get entrepreneurial ADD yourself, where you get all these ideas from all these interesting people, or you know, have you got how, how do you how do you feel about all the different people that you meet? Do you be amazed sometimes? Well, to be honest, sometimes I I wish I I had had more time to really deep into all the different uh, opportunities and ideas and and projects that 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 come. Uh, by me or, or that at some point I, I get in touch with. I define myself as a serial entrepreneur, but uh, <laughs> I wish I could even be more of it. Uh, but it's great. I mean, I think that uh, everything affects always in a positive way, all these ideas all, uh, to have uh, to be in touch with all these people. And uh, I don't know, I just, uh, at a personal level, this business, even if it wasn't a business, I will, I will, I will, I will keep uh, I will keep doing it because uh, it really it's really fulfilling. Yeah, so I suppose that's a good a good place maybe to just backtrack a little bit and you know talk about how how co working um, Grand Canaria came to be. You know how did it how did it come to be? What's what's your background that led you to this? And you know you, are you a local from the island? I probably should have cleared that up at the beginning as well. Yeah, yeah. I was born and raised in in, in Gran Canaria, and then I, um, I I spent a few years in the U.S. I also traveled through Europe, worked uh, for some time in, in Germany, and I guess I, I traveled enough to to realize that I really appreciate what I had uh, home, and I decided to, to come back. I'm a, an engineer, electrical engineer, as a as a, as a training. Uh, I've been involved uh, for more than 12 years in the renewable energies industry. And uh, at uh, one of our family businesses, we had uh, an IT-related project that we, we thought it could be interested to implement for other companies. And that was the start of, of Coworking C. We decided to to take that, uh, the, the people that were involved in that project into a new space. We prepared the co-working seat uh, and, and made it available for other entrepreneurs and, and freelancers to, to, to join the same space as we had a lot of uh, space available. 
And that's what everything, when everything started uh, three and a half years ago. When that initial period happened, when you first opened up, you know, how, how did you get the word out? Was there people already there? Did you know that there was a bit of a community on the island already? Or, you know, I kind of feel like almost you were the instigators of it, <laughs> where, you know, ye are creating this community and drawing people into it as opposed to it was there beforehand. So please correct me if I'm wrong. Well, to be honest, um, as we opened the co-working space uh, in a natural way, we didn't do any research. We didn't study what the market. We didn't. We were going to do it anyhow because we needed it for ourselves. Obviously, the first few months nobody showed up, <laughs> so we were working uh, at the workspace by ourselves. Uh, some locals uh, popped in, but uh, I remember. Uh, uh, a few months after we opened, we, we had a Norwegian entrepreneur that knocked at our door and said, hey, I heard this is a co-working space. I would like to work here. And uh, told us that he was a digital nomad and he was traveling and working remotely. And we were like, wow, I didn't, we didn't even know this existed. And we started researching about this. And actually, we found out that there was uh, another project in, in Las Palmas that was uh, already uh, working on, 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 on this field, uh, which is now a very popular um, uh, project. It's called Surf Office. You just changed around our communication, focused on, on attracting uh, more uh, international entrepreneurs. At that time, also, the locals started coming in. And it just, you know, uh, kept rolling until what it is today. The Caliban came afterwards. We also decided to organize a conference uh, uh, to attract more people and generate the right content to position the islands as a destination. And uh, it's just been a great ride. That all sounds perfect. It's just kind of, it was organic, really. It wasn't, like you're saying, there wasn't some big launch plan. It was, you know, you opened the space originally because you needed it for your own teams. And then out of that, you seen that there was a need for this. And people, you know, you had the perfect set and you had the perfect location, you had the right you know, co-working space. And out of that, then you just started positioning yourselves and pitching to the right community. And out of that, then, you know, digital nomads are often very active online, most of them anyway. So I imagine, you know, they're online, they're sharing photos, they're telling other people who are digital nomads and, you know what I mean, to go there and to um, that this is a place to stop by. When it comes to the conference, so, you know, what is the conference that you're talking about and when is it? Well, the, the conference, uh, we started uh, two years ago, the first edition. It's uh, called the Nomad City. The conference itself has also been evolving. Um, the, first, the first edition was, was more about uh, lifestyle, was more about digital nomad lifestyle, traveling, and, uh, and being location independent. We had a couple of really interesting speakers. Niall Doherty was, was one of them. Um, we combined this conference uh, and the first edition also with a lot of uh, activities, really cool activities around the island, like hiking and like surfing, like doing a gymkhana around the city. So actually people connected very well even before the conference. So the energy level was, was really high. Last year, we switched a little bit the content. The structure of the event was the same, but we added to it workshops, workshops on learning how to uh, find a remote job, like preparing yourself to work remotely, le learning the right tools. We also had companies like AppWork attend, which is a great platform to find jobs for freelancers. Companies like TopTal, which have... Uh, over 400 employees and they don't even have an office uh, and this year we're building an event uh, even more focused on remote work uh, we truly believe that there are several ways of approaching 
being location independent. And uh, we see that more and more the corporate world is understanding that uh, this is the way the future uh, will be, that this is much more productive and that workforces don't, don't, don't need to be committing to work every day. They don't need to have a nine to five. They just need to have some goals that they need to take care of. And, and no matter where or when they do them, the, the important thing is that they get them done. And uh, that's what we are focusing for this upcoming event, which will happen in October here also in, in Las Palmas. We will have great speakers of companies that are fully remote. We will have companies talking about the products that allow remote work. But we will also work on the personal level, having recruiting agencies talk about what's needed to, to find a remote job and what tools and what expertise it's, are, are companies that are hiring remote workers uh, looking for. So it would be, it would be really great. Yeah, so I suppose just to drop it in there, I am a remote employee for a Canadian company called Shopify Plus, and I work with, you know, we work with the high, the highest volume e-commerce merchants essentially in Europe, and you know, that's my, that's what I actually do, remote, and you know, I work, so I'm working remote for a company, and I, I can, I can speak to that experience. I, I understand what it's like, and I've also ran my own business remote. I still have some stuff going on on the side, but I essentially, you know, ran an agency and then kind of stopped and took on this position when when Shopify uh, reached out. And I was, I'm happy that I done that because, you know, as they say, if you get offered a seat in a rocket ship, you don't say which seat; you just jump on. <laughs> <laughs> and like it's been great and the people i work with are so skilled and but everything i would say half the company's remote easily at least half of shopify is remote you know in ireland there's about four or five hundred there's no office in ireland there's about 500 staff in ireland alone for shopify they are very much advocators of you know just the remote work and you, you can you're an adult you can work from home if you want you can work in a coffee shop if you want like it's completely up to you I would have a lot of flexibility with, with my schedule, you know, so long as, just like you're saying, all the things you're talking about here, so long as my work gets done, so long as I have my calls with my merchants, so long as I'm on top of everything that I need to be doing. Something that's maybe a little bit unique about working with Shopify as well is they encourage you to have a side hustle or a side business or whatever, so long as it doesn't interfere. And, and that's where this this podcast is kind of, you know, my side project, if you will, Um you know, just to to connect and and to learn, and you know, even for me to be inspired as well as the listeners from all the people whose stories that I'm sharing. So it's great that you're putting on these conferences. I definitely feel like there's a value for them, and you know, it's great to share. It's great to share it too. You know, I'm definitely a fan of of um, realism when it comes to working online and remote work. Like, not everybody runs a a big business. So the first two episodes, you know, those are two very, like we had Carlo on first who, you know, he has multiple five figure businesses. And then we have Jonathan who has offices in three different countries and he's doing, you know, big numbers. But, you know, not everybody is running these big, huge remote businesses, you know, entrepreneurs. Some people are, you know, happy and grateful to have to work for a good company, a good tech company, and, and, you know, provide value for them and, and it allows them then to have the lifestyle where they could go to the Canary Islands and work and their company is cool with it because they're doing their work, <laughs> you know? I, I couldn't agree more. I think that's exactly the, the case. And uh, basically what we're trying to do with this conference is, is, is spread the word. Uh, spread the word because obviously we see this movement, obviously let it 
by American and, and Canadian companies. In, in Europe, uh, still most of the companies are, are still traditional. And, uh, and there are a lot of employees, very talented people that are stuck in jobs that they, they, they're just not happy. And uh, basically, I think the key of remote work and, and location independence, it's directly related to happiness. It's been motivated. Uh, even if, if the, the job is not the best job, then maybe the, what fills you up is it's having the possibility to have these side projects. So why not? Why not do them? And, and, and sometimes if you are stuck into a standard presential structure, uh, which is what uh, it's the common thing today in, in Europe, then, then you're just not happy because you cannot uh, you know, have those fulfilling things uh, on the side. So that's basically what we're trying to promote and, and try to spread the word. And we try to teach companies uh, what's the good side of this. But we also try to teach people and professionals because as you know, it takes some skills to, to work from home and, or from, to work remotely. You have to be uh, very self-controlled and, and, and manage your time correctly. And, 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 and it's important to stay productive when you don't have anything, anybody around uh, looking at you to make sure that you're working. So this also requires skills, requires the right tools, requires the right communication. And that's what we are trying to bring to this event. It's amazing what you can do with Slack Google Drive, Asana, and Trello. <laughs> it really is. Correct. <laughs> kind of like the core of the majority of people's businesses who I talk with. They use Google Drive, you know, the Google suite. They use Asana or Trello, and they use Slack. That's it. That's what runs huge companies and businesses. <laughs> uh, um, you know, so just while we're on the topic with your own business, you know, what tools would you use on, uh, like, regularly? You know, would you have tools that you would use um, to help run the business? Well, you just mentioned some of them. Uh, we we use uh, Trello very often. We use uh, obviously Slack uh, every day. Uh, we use both uh, Dropbox and, and and Google Drive, also our our, our Gmail, uh, and then for example, our workspace. Uh, it's we don't have somebody at the workspace taking care of it. it it's sort of like let's call it automated. People have an app to access. They can access twenty four seven. So we communicate with the new visitors by email or they contact us through the social media uh, and, and we, let, we tell them what they have to do. Sometimes we try to, to, to have somebody host them uh, if it's one of the members of the team. But if not, it's just going to be a permanent co-worker that is going to take, take care of them. And it's just the best way. I mean, people are, are responsible. They are uh, they, they know how to have to, to have to be behave in, in, in space and, and drinks and things run smoothly. And uh, the same uh, theory we apply at, at the Colivin. And in the Colivin, we don't we try to avoid to make a lot of rules. Uh, we we try to leave the groups organize themselves and and you know have the right vibes in, in, inside the house. And so far, it, it worked great. I guess also because people who decide to join the Colivin space are already sort of like filter out and they are sort of like-minded and uh, they just, you know, uh, understand each other well and, uh, and, 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 and believe uh, perfectly. So, so far this uh, worked uh, great for us. Yeah, you're essentially just, you know, you're treating them like adults, <laughs> like responsible adults, which is what companies <laughs> don't seem to want to do in a lot of cases. And they tell you what to, you know what I mean? What to wear and look over your shoulder at everything that you're doing. And 
that old school mentality of, of managing teams is really, you know, this generation, it's really phasing out. Even in the last, like I started working online maybe five years ago. Mm-hmm. It was like it, people just thought that you were mental. They're like, how can you work? You can't work from home by yourself. You can't work in a coffee shop, you know, and now it's like the norm. It's becoming far, so much more normal for people to, you know, th- slowly but surely it's happening. But, you know, in Ireland anyway, there's definitely more and more companies letting people work, you know, f- work remotely really or, or from home a-, a little bit more. So it's it's slowly becoming more normal. You know, it's normalizing. Totally. I think that the, the, the old school way is just a huge waste of energy. I mean, uh, making sure that you have everything under control at any point is just uh, not productive. I, I mean, the, the mentality that we have is just, I mean, you just have to have the right tools and right skills. And, and if you have any issues, come back to me and, and we'll try to fix them up and, and, and let you go and, 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 and so that you can stay productive. And that's just the right way to do things, I think. Yeah, I love it. I love the app idea too. It sounds brilliant. Fair play. <laughs> well done. Um, so now I suppose let's dig into some, you know, the topic of actually, you know, if I was a person now and I was listening to this and I decided that I wanted to come to Grand Canaria, you know, what, what would be your tips for somebody who was coming over? Well, first thing is that if you really want to have a good experience, um, uh, try to 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 come with some time. Like um, we we always recommend people to travel slowly. If you're here for a week, uh, you don't have time to connect with people. And uh, immediately when you talk to someone and, and you tell them, "Hey, yeah, I just arrived today. I'm leaving uh, next Monday," then they then probably not going to make the effort of getting to know you or, or connecting because uh, you're just going to be out soon. So uh, we we mo- most of our uh, visitors uh, stay stick around for for a month or two, and uh, and many of them actually extend their stays because once they connect and they really feel uh, connected and, and meet people and and they get into the very productive mode, then they're like, well, why should I go somewhere else? So yeah, plan a visit with uh, at least a month. Uh, I think that that would be great. Also, there's so many things to see and to experience in the island. But uh, if you're working during the week, then you only have the weekend. So you need at least a bunch of weekends to 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 really discover and experience the the island to to the fullest. And uh, that's pretty much it. And and just uh, I suppose just to add, because I have a child, so you know it's a little bit different. I feel like the the core demographic of digital nomads tends to be, you know, maybe the twenty to to twenty to thirty or twenty to thirty five. It's largely male dominated, but there is a lot of female entrepreneurs as well. But you know, just from the groups that I see, it, you know, I, I would say that there's a higher ratio of you know men in their twenties going off to do it. So you know, if somebody had a family and they were coming over to Grand Canaria for to go co-working do you feel like things would be a bit different for them to be honest i see more and more families traveling uh, and um, I, I would uh, i would give you some tips there's a the guy that you should bring at some point to the podcast uh, he runs operations at a hot jar and he's been traveling with two kids uh, for about three years now all around the world and uh, he really taught me how to do it. I, I am still working with my wife to see if I convince her to do it too, as I also have a four-year-old son. <laughs> uh, so it, it's really possible. And uh, Grand Canaria, it's, it's, it has a lot of uh, international schools uh, at uh, any level. So 
that your your kids could uh, go to school here. A lot of the families, obviously, that travel more intensively, they do homeschooling, which is becoming uh, more and more uh, popular. So today, that if you have the right mindset and and uh, and, and it's 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 completely possible to travel with the, with the family or with kids too. I seen in London, I know it's a little bit off topic, but it just came to mind there. In London, they have co-working spaces now with creches as well. So they're like, you can drop your kid off for like four hours downstairs and go upstairs into the co-working space and work. Totally. You know, I, I was like, this is actually a really clever idea. Well, we, if we had a larger workspace, we would have somebody to take care of the kids. That's for sure. We do have an area for kids. We have a small desk with uh, stuff for kids to, to have. As I have a kid myself and he comes often to the workspace. So uh, unfortunately, we don't have a person that would take care for him uh, while uh, the parents are working. But uh, if he had a larger office, that would be definitely there. Yeah, I thought it was interesting, but, you know, I, I get most people wouldn't want children around when they're working because children are distracting. So uh, and, and loud as well at times. So, <laughs> well, it's just a matter of having the right space for them. So uh, yeah. I think that uh, they, they bring life when my son comes around. Everybody just puts a smile on their face. Obviously, if, if he <laughs> starts screaming or running around, maybe after 10 minutes, it won't be as fun. But I think that it's it's something that it's it's uh, it's it's good to 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 have if it's structured the right way. Yeah, my daughter often walks in on me, um, not not having calls with merchants, but you know, w- with internal calls with the company. You know, what we have video on, and I don't mind if she walks into the room and like just pick her up and she waves at everybody in the team, and it's you know, it's cool. Everyone laughs and smiles, and oh, she's cute. <laughs> off, <laughs> off, then you're like, off she goes, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, so look. That's it's good to know because it's it's not all you know not all the listeners are going to be you know single young people. There's also you, you know digital nomads and the people who live that lifestyle. It's very varied the the type of people who who live it. You know, and I, I definitely believe that it's important to spread the message of the different types of you know the, the different types of people who are doing this because you know I work in Ireland. I'm remote in Ireland. The person who I spoke with yesterday. He is in, you know, he's in Brighton for most of the year in the United Kingdom. He's not off in, you know, tropical islands all the time. I know you live on a tropical island, but, you know, <laughs> I'm talking about the Instagram version of the digital nomad that's always Bali and Thailand and stuff uh, that, you know, a lot of people do this. The laptop by, by the pool style. <laughs> the laptop by the pool. There's, you can't you can't deal with the glare. It's pointless. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like, it's important for people to realize that, you know, that this whole like it's about the freedom of it. I feel like more than it's about, you know, like being in a particular, a, a specific place. It's that you have the freedom to go on and to work and, and to do your work in places where you feel comfortable and it gives you that freedom to set your schedule and, you know, work around it. So I think that's what's important. And, and going back to, to the kids, one of, one of the things that uh, I learned from, from Ken from Hotchar is that, I mean, he does homeschooling. Uh, his, his wife is, is, is a teacher. And uh, he was telling me the experience that the kids have while they travel. And it's like amazing because they are, I mean, what, what they're teaching them about the different uh, history, about the different cities, about different religions or cultures. And the kids are immersed in all these cultures. So they structure the education while they are experiencing it. And I, I think that, 
I mean, it's an incredible experience also for, for parents and for family. Yeah, my daughter is uh, four and a half now as well. So she loves it. She loves going away. She can't wait to go to Spain. She's asking me every day, Daddy, when are we going to Spain? When are we going to Spain? <laughs> she loves it. She just loves the pool. You know, we don't get that over here. So, you know, she gets it for two or three weeks of the year if she's lucky. <laughs> so. Right. So uh, I suppose just kind of to round up. So, I mean, like, I feel like we've hit, we've hit on a lot of nice topics here. You know, we, we, we covered how it, the business all came about. We, you know, we've covered the benefits of going and working from a co-working space and also the benefits of co-living that you get to connect with other entrepreneurs and, and other um, remote employees who are just, you know, they're on similar mindset. They've got similar goals and, you know, they, they all enjoy this, this sort of lifestyle, if you will. So, just rounding up the episode now, is there anything you'd like to say um, before we finish up? I guess as, as, as a tip uh, to people that are thinking about uh, joining this, this lifestyle or, or this, this group, if you're in a traditional job, first ask your boss, hey, what, what do you think about me working remotely? <laughs> this is something that if we all do it, uh, it's going to spread the word uh, faster and I think people will get surprised because more and more uh, companies are going to turn remote sooner than later. Because um, when we, we, we think about, for example, the race for talent, a lot of companies are, are really uh, having difficulties to, to, to hire uh, talented people, especially with the younger generations. And they're realizing that flexibility, it's, it's a, a must uh, today. This is the first option. I, I don't uh, agree sometimes with people that uh, say, hey, just you know, quit your job and, and start traveling and start working remotely. Try it the other way. Try to, to first uh, uh, move your traditional job into a remote job. And if you can't, or try to find a company that will allow you to, to, to have this lifestyle. And if not, maybe try the possibility of, of, of building your own business uh, remotely. But don't, don't go for the first option at, at first without uh, trying the other ones. I completely agree with what you're saying there. And, you know, not to, like, it's foolish, really, to just jump in and, you know, leave everything to go off. Most people who do that aren't telling you the full story, in my experience. A lot of them have money or funding or, you know, you know, parents who are providing for them, or there's often a lot more to the story than you know what what people are telling you. Particularly, they're not telling you the struggles that you could be involved uh, if you do that. So it's very yeah. important to be realistic and, and be to be fair with. Yeah, and in episode one and two, I mean, we covered both Carlo and Jonathan. You know, it was all about you had to have a, provide a service that's needed. Listen to the market and see where you can fit in and add value. And you know it's 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 just important. That's what any business is, whether you're being a freelancer or whether you're trying to build a big company. You know that's what you have to do. You have to solve problems and provide a good service. And if you want to go and become a digital nomad, it's no different. <laughs> I agree. But also being a remote employee is sweet. Uh, you know, if you work for a good company, it's a good gig. <laughs> um, can you tell people where they can find you and give them the dates of the upcoming nomad city that you have going on in October? Great. Yeah, the best way to find us is uh, coworkingc.com. Um, also, nomadcity.org is the website for, for the event. And uh, we'll be uh, announcing the, the dates very soon, but it's going to be the first quarter of uh, October 2018. So hopefully we'll see you here. Yeah, I genuinely am going to try my very best to be there. <laughs> I can't think of any reason why I'm not going to be there. <laughs> Thank you very much for taking the time to have a call with us, Nacho. Thank you. Glad to, to be here.
Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to this podcast episode with Nacho Rodriguez from Coworking Gran Canaria. Or if you'd like to visit Coworking in Gran Canaria, just go to coworkingc.com. For all of the resources and links that were mentioned in this episode, including the upcoming retreat in October, head over to Digital Nomad Cafe forward slash episode three, where all of the links and resources will be found. Thank you very much. And I hope this was an inspiring episode. And anybody who's looking for somewhere in Europe to go, that's cool to hang out and spend some time and work on your business. Gran Canaria is a perfect option. All the best. Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Digital Nomad Cafe podcast. Head over to the website to access the resources and links mentioned in today's episode at digitalnomadcafe.com.